Welcome, thinkers, to this week's Thinking Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Wu, and we're really excited to have on uh, Ranadu Lankage. He's the CEO of Whale, a video Q&A app that's really blown up in recent weeks. I think it just launched about a month ago, and it's been one of the most engrossing new apps that I've personally seen over the last couple of years, and I think a lot of our listeners and community members also have played around and enjoyed it a lot. So really excited to learn about Ronadi's journey from um, really coming from a, a music startup initially and then just sort of stumbling upon or in, in, the, in the entrepreneur's journey, uh, look, landing on it, such an interesting concept. So I want to welcome Ronadi to our uh, episode Thanks, today. Thanks, Jeff. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So let's just dive into it. Yeah. I think that I, I've been fairly bearish on apps you know, in general, because, you know, one thesis I've always had was that um, interesting applications are built on top of interesting hardware improvements. Mm-hmm. And on our mobile phones, our hardware has really stagnated over the last couple of years, right? Like the iPhone 7 Plus really has the same functionality, more or less, as an iPhone 4. Yeah. Um, but it seemed like you guys have hit a nerve where there's you guys are opening up new use cases for for the mobile device i'm just curious how you guys stumbled upon and how you guys discovered uh this this sort of quick awesome q a experience so uh the last end of last year justin uh khan who's my co-founder partner at yc uh if people don't know i'm probably yeah they probably do yeah (laughs) uh got really into snapchat Right. Like he was all about Snapchat. And one of the things that he was doing uh, that had the most engagement was these exercise bike Q&As where he would just get on his bike and say, hey, what up, Snap fam? Ask me questions. Fitness is the first step to greatness. greatness. That's an awesome exactly. catchphrase. Yeah, I think he's definitely Justin's Snapchat is one of the, you know, has tens of thousands of followers, I believe. That's and right. It's like one yeah. of the like you know commonly used as like a hey go follow this guy as an interesting person, person to watch on Snapchat. exactly yeah. and but uh, he does a ton of different types of content right like sometimes he talks about topics sometimes it's you know him partying or traveling somewhere but the most engagement was happening when he was doing the exercise bike q a's and he was getting a ton of questions you know maybe up to 200 questions a day and Snapchat really wasn't meant as a platform to be a Q&A platform, right? The, there's challenges with uh, when people DM you questions. If you open the DM, it's gone, right? right? And then you have to remember who that is right. and, and hopefully the question and then record it. And then he was recording the answers, the same answers again and again and again as well because everything disappeared in 24 right. hours. So he really wanted a kind of a repository of his knowledge. Um, that was one driver. Right. Uh, the other one was that uh, our co-founder, Leo, was uh, actually in China uh, working on a couple of different startups. And he also heard about this product called Fenda. Okay. Uh, so that was one of the other kind of inspirations for the product. So right. putting those two, two things together because we knew and Fenda was an audio platform. Uh, but had this in- interesting coin Q&A model and uh, and also they had celebrities on it. Uh, but we really wanted to uh, go about it uh, the way that Justin was doing, like, kind of get knowledge influencers and right. also be on video because we right. felt that it was way more personal and just to make that interaction really easy. 
Yeah. Uh, and that's kind of uh, how we came up with the idea. Yeah. I think that people have struggled to like find that right balance of informative and fun, right? I think yeah. like Quora, Jelly, I, I, I think kind of like are t- attacking the problem in a lot more. Yeah. I'll, I'll say it like a boring way, right? Like you got to sit there and craft like a 30 minute response to like some core exactly. answer. And, and I think there's some value to some long form stuff, but right. it, it feels. I remember it, it just felt like very intellectually masturbatory to be like, I'm really smart in Quora. Like, yes. And yes, I feel like exactly. whale taps into like the, yeah, it's quick, it's fun. It's, it's right. Like, exactly. I think which is so, like an interesting combo. Yeah. So we, on mobile devices, nobody wants to really read a 30 minute piece right. on mobile. Like it's very hard for people to consume that text, long form text content on right. mobile. Right. And when we thought about mobile, what did Snapchat really nail? Like it was a fun experience and it was video personal and it was very short. Right. So we, we were thinking about like, okay, how do we bring knowledge and make it fun at the same time? And easy enough for the content creators uh, because if we uh, set up the, the platform so that you can record unlimited uh, length videos, that would get into again uh, the issue with Quora, right? Like you, you really have to think about yeah, it. Three minute like yeah. speech keynote for exactly. every single question. Exactly, and and those things, you know, although they may be informative, they right. get boring, right? Uh, really quickly. So we wanted to kind of have that element of fun and specificity, as well as um, kind of easy to use on mobile on video. Right. So that's that's all of those things kind of came together, and that's how the product came about. Yeah, it's cool. Um, I'm curious. So, you guys were working in the artists union, yes, <laughs> for a couple, you know, a couple years, right? Yeah. And so, what was that journey like? I think it's pretty typical that you have uh, a, a core, strong team of people that would just end up working really well together and yeah. riffing together. And Absolutely. then, perhaps the first idea wasn't like, you know, it, it probably I don't know. It seemed like it was a cool product, mm-hmm. but I obviously didn't. I think capture attention as much as like whale is doing now how, right. how did that decision happen yeah um how did that journey happen so i don't know if i talked about this on whale but i was a pop artist growing up in sri lanka i'm still you know recording musician <laughs> that's dope uh signed to sony uh when really? i initially started and then i've sold you know millions of records out there and toured uh, wow. Which was what, my what music, kind of music background. it was pop music okay. r&b pop hip-hop music so i was one of the first artists to actually bring like hip-hop and r&b into sri lanka and Man, like record okay, it in cool. singlese language so that was my music background and i've kind of since then like dj'd and kind of done electronic music as well so played at like coachella and ultra wow. etc so uh i had this music background while i was working at google justin really wanted to after twitch do something in music i'd known him since college we went to college together uh, and that's how kind of I ended up starting a music. I always wanted to start a music company. And then at that point, <laughs> Justin was like, I really want to do something in music. Let's do it together. Right. So I just kind of made, made that uh, leap and started uh, the drop initially with right. him, which was like a, a product hunt or Reddit for electronic right, music. Right, I remember that. Yeah. So that was a cool, uh, a cool yeah, it's like experiment. Like a little like drop parties at like yeah, Justin's, Justin's house. house. I remember like yeah. seeing. Yeah, some, exactly. Like, we used like, to host <laughs> drop parties. I, I used to host drop parties at uh, yeah. Justin's house, and we kind of had a nice little community going. But and then we we were like, okay, well, the retention was actually pretty bad on the drop because people didn't want new music every day. 
uh, we they want to discover their favorite track and they exactly just play it. Okay. Yeah, and they uh, they also want a lean back experience. Music ninety percent of music is actually lean back. Okay, that's why Pandora, Spotify, all of the mu big music services are cons uh, kind of focused on the the radio experience. Right. People want to hit a button, get music, right? Yep. So obviously something like the drop where you have to actively engage and uh, hit upload <laughs> and comment okay. to get the best music to the top wasn't working as right. well. So then as an artist, I was thinking, okay, how do we create value for artists, right? That was something we cared about and that's how we came up with the Artist Union where you could trade your music as an artist essentially for social media following because that's what's most important now right. to be big on SoundCloud or Spotify or YouTube so that then you can tour and make all your money there. Okay. So nobody's really making money off of recorded music. They right. give away the recorded music, uh, make great tracks, give it away, get fans, get their emails, get big on social media. Then it's like the long-term greedy play, right? You exactly. build up a following and then yeah. monetize people. Monetize later, later. yeah, yeah. with shows and et cetera. Right. And, and also actually with any booker at any club or any festival right. now, the first thing they look at is all your socials. And yeah. if you don't, even if you're a Vici and if you have only 100 followers, they're not going to book you. <laughs> so, so we helped with that core problem. Right. Um, and the platform actually did pretty well. We are up to about 50 or 60,000 artists now. Wow. There's, you know, millions of users using it. Uh, but again, music is a very complicated uh, industry. And um, that's what people realize after they get into it, the rights issues. And you just, you know, unless you're trying to be SoundCloud or Spotify and do major deals with the, the, the major labels, labels yeah. which you need a lot of money for. Uh, and you need to basically make that, that upfront investment with them right. and negotiate for maybe a year and a half before and you can cross actually your fingers and yeah, and cross your, yeah, exactly. Before you even have a business model, you, you start paying money right. out, right? Uh, which uh, that was the point when we were like, okay, well, this is still growing, but it's not going to be a business. We right. love working with artists. And you guys are pretty experienced entrepreneurs, right? You guys have been around the block. Obviously, Justin's yeah, Justin's, a lot of companies. I mean, exactly. you've been around the block as well. Yeah. I mean, people have always said that, like, don't do music startups because it's, like, super hard in terms of, like, rights right. labels. Yeah. But you guys just, you guys still did it. Still did it. You're <laughs> still like, did it. Fuck, we're, we're smart. We can yeah, do it. We can do it. <laughs> and I think we created something of value for artists. That was the main thing for okay. me as an artist. It was very important to build something of value uh, for our other artists. And I think we achieved that. And that was the, that was a thing for Justin as well. He just wanted to build something that was a lot of artists used and get access to great artists and get access to a lot of great new music and we achieved that right uh then but you know having engineers having uh you know at least a seed round raised for that company we thought okay now we actually have to create a, <laughs> something more real and right. and uh something that's more sustainable uh, right. to employ engineers in san francisco right now, um, we, uh, the Artist Union could be a very nice lifestyle business anywhere in the world, uh, but it wasn't going to be a venture-scale business. And that was a <clears throat> definitely a tough uh, decision to make, right. uh, especially because I was, I was, you know, like I said, an and artist. This is your and, baby, right? Yeah, like, exactly. You guys are busting your butt on this. Yeah, exactly. And uh, working, and music is a very hard space to actually get some network effects going and bigger and bigger artists. Is it like a slow you. realization or is it just like at a certain point, it's like, hey, we got to have a come to Jesus moment. Let's like talk about what we're doing. Yes, that's exactly okay. what happened. And uh, I think we were realizing it in May or around may uh but i think 
in July, we kind of had that conversation. Yeah. Like after the 4th of July holiday, we all came back and we were like, we gotta, we gotta pivot. And uh, initially, yeah, it was, but the good thing was that we did have an idea, right? Right. Because sometimes you want to pivot, you realize you want to, you have to pivot, but you don't really have an idea. Right. So you're just like <laughs> waddling around. Yeah, yeah. Like trying to think of ideas. Um, and I think I was open to doing pretty much, I think at that point I was like, let's just uh, put all ideas on the table. And, right. uh, and Justin felt very strongly about video and Q and A. And we had, you know, we had pretty good evidence that it was working on a Snapchat. Right. right. And that people were interested in right. this format of content. Uh, and I was also, you know, very intrigued by the whole, you know, Hey, people are asking you questions every day. And the uh, same questions and the same questions. Right. And we should be able to kind of fix this problem. And, and also then the monetization plays came in later, uh, uh, you know, the, the, the coin mechanics and everything. Right. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I just felt like it was an interesting opportunity. It was UGC. So no, no, no rights issues. Right. Right. Uh, also, I think that there's a side of uh, this platform where it can help uh, creators still. Right. Uh, like on YouTube, on uh, on, you know, even musicians, uh, they could get on here and answer questions and like have a dialogue with their fans. There's no other platform that you right. can do that uh, at right now other than maybe Twitter. Uh, right. But there's this the filter issue. Right. Which we right. also solved with the payments. So so I think there's a there's a side of me that also still wants uh, the creative community to to use it. Right. Uh, but uh, I'm also really focused on creating uh, knowledge influencers because I think there's other influencers, uh, talents uh, based influencers. Right. I'm a musician. I'm an actor. I'm an artist. Right. That's uh, YouTube. Yeah. Spot, you know, they, they have they have platforms. Right. Uh, I think knowledge influencers like you. <laughs> uh, I had the only platforms you've had was maybe Twitter and Quora or right. Medium, right? Right. <clears throat> Those are all pretty much text-based, text-first platforms. Right. So we wanted to bring knowledge influencers to the, the uh, to video and our mobile video. Yeah, I think that's like a interesting concept. I, I feel like we're more and more going to a day and age where brands and influencers are really converging into one. Yeah, right? I think like you see like Jessica Alba, like yeah. you're an influencer and you're like a rock star businesswoman. And I feel like more and more people and, and more and more just like good founders will have to like look more and more like that. Mm -hmm. I mean, what is your theory around like celebrity influencers and like business people? I think if you're uh, at the top of your game in any field, you have to be good at business. There's right. no other way <laughs> to get there. Right. Yeah. You have to be uh, very driven. You have to have uh, focus. You have to have goals uh, and you have to be able to execute really well. So like for me as a musician, like I didn't have a manager and agent and all these this big team around right. me uh, when I was growing up in Sri Lanka doing music stuff. Right. 
uh, I had to basically figure all of that out. The business deals with the labels, like I had to read the contract and figure out what's in the contract and and actually did get you even that know done. what was standard. How how did you even know what to uh, even negotiate? You gotta talk to other people. So you just you yeah. just hustle, talk to the smartest friends you knew, and exactly just, okay, exactly. Talk talk to other artists who came before me and what their contracts looked like, and right. then kind of negotiate. So you you need to do you need to do that. And if if you actually look at the top musicians, you be surprised like the the people who do the best in the long term they run their own business they're involved in their business right. if you're not involved in their business you're getting swindled yeah <laughs> trust me on that <laughs> so so i think that's why I, it's pretty interesting when celebrities and uh, like people who have done really well um in in some shape or form or maybe social media celebrities uh come into business they still have a business sense right uh and i think that's going to be pretty key to uh, kind of their success right. right that's why they're successful yeah i think yeah. i remember seeing that taylor swift is like i think she got like a joke award of being the best ceo in like yeah. 2014 because yeah. like she very much it sounds like runs her operation absolutely runs all the creative right owns a lot of like all her rights etc or yeah. just like exactly yeah you you have to own your own destiny as an artist now uh and uh, almost all creators like are like i think and, and i think entrepreneurship is almost like a creative yeah, absolutely. Now. Yeah, entrepreneurship. I think entrepreneurship actually always was creative. Right. But that now, I think there's more awareness of what entrepreneurship is right. and and how creative you have to be to succeed. Right. Right. Because all of us are prob so problem solving every day, trying to come up with interesting solutions to things that probably were solved before, or maybe even not solved before. Right. And then we're just like thinking off the top or of the axioms of people. environment have changed yeah every exactly. five years so yeah. like even if it's solved before it's a new playing field exactly it's a new play there's probably a new way to do right what was done before yeah uh and that's part of the the, the good thing i'm sure like with whale as well like there was q plenty of q a sites yeah. and apps i'm mean, yahoo before. answers yeah like exactly. the original yeah original yeah there was kiwi there's jelly there's all of these platforms but i think we just uh have an uh, interesting form of content right with the one minute video answer and that people are gravitating towards that i think it's also right. interesting that you're also bootstrapping the network off top of influencers yeah right it's yeah. i think end of the day people like other people mm -hmm. right like i think you go watch everything like cool gadgets that that's like ancillary to like fundamentally i think people are attracted to other people I and you have the best that. people on your platform yeah they will bring their their their, their fans. networks their yeah. fans yeah Which i think is like this is a smart way to do it yeah so that i mean that i think we we thought of how do we create the highest quality content for the initial users that we bring in right. uh and thankfully because we've been around the block we had a very good network in right. silicon valley and and for some of those people, it's the first time. I don't know if uh, you've done a lot of video stuff before, Well, Not too much. Not I mean, too much, just, right? Just actually just traditional media. And I think it yeah. was like a fun... Yeah, I think it was like the combination of Snapchat where it was like one minute, like pretty casual. It didn't feel too stressful to be like, I, I have to like make this a perfect like production value thing. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and there was reasonable questions. Like, okay, this is kind of fun. Right. So that that those were the two things that we wanted to unlock. So a lot of people uh, that are on the platform, like you know you, Josh Elman, right. uh, these people have a lot of great knowledge and in, in their uh, fields, but they've never done video before, right? Because right? you know Snapchat's not wasn't the the kind of community that they wanted to engage with, right? Uh, so that's I think 
interesting as well because some of the our creators uh, didn't do video before. Right. Right. And they're coming so into almost this. Most and, of them haven't. I yeah, mean, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Most of them actually haven't. Right. Uh, and that's really exciting to me. So we're almost like unlocking this knowledge uh, that was not on any video platform bef before because YouTube right. is a very large kind of production, right? You got to have a bunch of cameras like this right. and like you really have to create long form video and that's a lot of pressure. Yeah. And uh, we just wanted to kind of make it short enough and easy enough for to unlock that knowledge. And yeah. I think you can get a lot out in a one minute video. I think what it forces think? the influencer to just be like, hey, like think about crisply like three things to say and just knock it out. Yeah. Exactly. I think it's good because I think a lot of times you get pressured. Okay, you start ramble. People ramble. I think you give them open mic to start Rambling. saying stupid stuff for yeah. like yeah. 10 minutes. Yeah. I'm and and the go. attention spans are pretty low as well, right? right? Those are obviously, if you look at the platforms, right, that, that's been around for a while, everything seems to be getting shorter and shorter, right? right? So you're going from YouTube, which is unlimited, to like, and then there was that extreme of wine, which was like six seconds. Right. And, but whatever's kind of come bubbling up to the top has always been shorter and shorter, kind of this micro video right. format. It's because people's attention, they just don't have the attention to, to kind of watch. Um, yeah, what does that say about our society? It's interesting, right? Like, I think, yeah. you know, like Abraham Lincoln would have like, I don't know, 20. I mean, people would give like hour, hour and a half long speeches. That just would right. not fly to in, in this day it, and age. Yeah, absolutely. Too many sensations, I suppose. Exactly. And too much, dis too, too many distractions right. as well and too many sources of information. Right. So people are very careful about where they spend their time. Uh, and... And as a platform, when you know you're a big platform like Snapchat or Instagram, that or Facebook, it, it ends up sucking up most of your time, yeah. right, on on your phone. And then when new platforms come about, you really have to have a very 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 good... sharp to like break the top five. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's like the that's I guess the next mission, right? Like yeah. Next challenge for us. Yeah. There's like the five apps that dominate like ninety five percent of attention. That's right. How do you penetrate that? Yeah. And I think that's by creating uh, great content first, right? And uh, and having that v uh, interesting content format where it doesn't feel like a huge commitment to open it up, right? Right? And and browse a few videos, right? Right. And the the other interesting thing that I realized by talking to our users in the last uh, uh, few weeks is that we are taking time away from Snapchat and Instagram for our engaged users. Uh, and they feel like the time they spend on whale is way more, they feel better about it. Right. Because they learn something. Yeah. Like I learned a ton from you and Thanks. I've learned <laughs> a ton from people on whale that I, and things that yeah, I I've have learned, no I mean, idea. Yeah. It's like, it's like a pretty good discovery platform. Like everyone's like pretty reasonably eloquent on their topics. And mm -hmm. it's like, Oh, like I want to learn about like men's fashion from this like fashion exactly. blogger. Like, yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. And uh, and it's only a minute again, so yeah. that that keeps things light, right? right. So the, it's like, oh, it still feels like going on Instagram or Snapchat, uh, but I feel better about the time right. I spend in there because I, I, you know, maybe I learned three or four, four things every week that I didn't know before yeah. that I wouldn't otherwise learn as well. Yeah, yeah. I want to dive into your your personal story. I mean, obviously, you you seem like polymathic, right? Like you have you know, music background, mm -hmm. um, and now you're, you know, being a high tech entrepreneur, like what, you know, I guess tips or suggestions in terms of just like being exposed to so many different ideas, um, and being able to execute them well, 
Um, so I think one of the things uh, I learned growing up in Sri Lanka, my dad was in the army. So okay. there's a lot of uh, time management and he almost pushed me to do multiple things. He wasn't happy with uh, just, oh, you just go to school and get good grades, right? Right. So I played uh, probably four or five sports growing up. Wow. Uh, in, in high school <laughs> and for uh, for Sri Lanka, actually, I played squash for... The national team? The nas- yeah, the national team. Even more polymathic. So... so and and that like really helped me switch context, right? So right. I was like doing, you know, squash or like different different sports, and then academics and the music stuff was going. And uh, I think that's really helped me in life. In I didn't really realize it then, uh, but like being able to do multiple things at once uh, and manage your time and switch, be able to switch context and be kind of. Uh, flexible with things as well. Uh, that that was the other thing. Yeah, that it, actually, uh, I've been thinking about this recently. I think that's the highest level thing, skill that one could have being a founder mm-hmm. because there's so many, like I think most people like context switch very slowly. Like you're if you're coding, like you can't really think about like signing contracts because just yes. like so much state to like reload or you right. got to think about marketing now, right? Like yeah. making a silly like marketing video is a very different kind of thinking than like, all right, let's be serious about like a legal contract to like right. got to talk to like an employee to I got to uh, code like fix this bug. Right. And as a startup, like you have to be like, you're basically dealing with all this stuff all, all of the this time. Stuff. Like my day today, I've already, and the, by the way, the artist union is still going. So, so right. this morning I, yeah. I recorded some whale videos. I talked to people about some bugs. Uh, then I had a call on the way here on, in the Uber about the artist <laughs> union and a label we're setting up with, uh, with uh, another company. Then I'm talking to you now. Right. Then I have a user interview at 12.15. <laughs> then I have uh, some uh, two community manager positions that are coming up because we want to start actually marketing because right. we worked on retention. And yeah, so this is kind of, you're doing all of this yeah, stuff day in life, one yeah. day. And that's what I thrive off of. I, I actually realized that I didn't, realize that for a long time but i think if i was to just sit and code for a day or not not that i'm an engineer but if i had to do something i think i could do it but i that's not what i enjoy i thrive off of this kind of content context switching and right. having to do all of this stuff at the same time and uh you think that's a learned skill or is that a like a, a, a natural talent because i think that some people would not be able to jump jump so right quick in. right yeah. i think yeah. i i think it's probably like a trained skill if, if, if i think about it right you just have to like blank out like just kind of uh, shut that one off and then yeah. get, get to the next thing uh it's i i definitely think it was uh, think for me for me personally it was nurture and like i said my right. dad's uh pushing me uh, to do all this uh, dad and mom both pushing right. me to do all these different things uh, but I think you do develop it if you can actually balance your life because a lot of people also, you know, they just do the one thing right. and they kind of turn off everything else in their life, right? right. Uh, I think how you practice that is like try to live a full life, right? Uh, try to do things outside of work as well and that'll actually help you do better at work because you can do multiple things then. Uh, right. I know a lot of people say, oh, you should just focus on one thing and that's that's when you succeed. I, 
to a certain extent that's true you do need to focus on things to get to a some baseline level of competency competence right? exactly but beyond that i think to succeed you need to do multiple things if right. you can't do multiple things in the end you can't succeed